Welcome in everybody to Amalgamation Nation, the AM Nation pod, your source for gaming, sports, anime news, and so much more. As always, I am the anime watching booty knife gang repping John Cena's bestie, the Shag Daddy himself, Ryan Green Machine Ebner. And today we're giving you a sports episode. Welcome to November, everybody. It's November 1st, so whether you're celebrating the fact that November's here, maybe you're celebrating No Shave November, maybe you're celebrating Movember, or maybe you're celebrating No Nut November. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's a wild time. It's a wild time out here, but whatever you're celebrating, welcome to November. Uh, I think uh, this is the, like, is it this weekend, this Sunday? I think we fall back an hour for Daylight Savings. Yes. Yeah, this okay. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gain an extra hour of sleep, which means when you wake up really early to watch the Miami Dolphins and the Chiefs play in Germany, it'll still kind of feel like you rested. So, kind of cool. Kind of cool if you ask me. Uh, joining me today for the sports show, Petey Tahiti Argus. Pete. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Um, you know, as we you know discussed pre-show one night, you know, I'm getting battling through this. You know, test positive for COVID earlier this morning, so you know it's not even cool anymore. It's like it's not. not like it was cool. You know what I mean? Like it's not as mainstream now. It's like I was just telling Molly this. Like, I mean, I work from home, and one of my coworkers who also works remotely but is nowhere close to me. He actually lives in Florida, which was you know nice for him because i woke up with snow this morning and i know you guys got snow too um so it's like you know don't feel bad for him but he like messaged me he's like hey pete sorry you know i tested positive for covid not feeling great but i'm gonna try to do some administrative stuff and whatever and it's just like like if that happens a couple years ago it's like oh dude like you know just take off like you know take care of your (laughs) well-being now it's like you got pushed through you got to push through. And like, I felt the pressure where it's like, I have to work, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I basically, I sit at my desk. Okay. I'm not like a quote unquote blue collar, hard worker in terms of that, but it's just like, it's just a weird mentality now, you know, where it's like, Oh, you test positive. Well, just work through it, dude. You're at home. Just work through it. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's just different now. Um, but yeah, I'm working through it. I'm I'm feeling all right. Just trying to stay hydrated. It's it's fine. It's progressing. So, just just more of a nuisance really than mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. That's what it really was. And I felt bad because this past weekend we had our Halloween party, and you know I feel bad from the standpoint of like I feel like I exposed all those people, and you know I'm I'm just getting through it, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm just getting through it. I'm telling you this: turning thirty for my health has not it's been the best. Good. It's it not, not been the best whatsoever. No. So, um, I, for all the, you know, listeners out there that are not 30, don't do it. Don't try 30. It's not as, yep, exactly. It is a trap. Don't, anyone who says turning 30 is great, they're a liar. Absolute liar. Yeah, 100%. No, 100%. Honestly, my foot that like, well, it's just okay right now, but like, it didn't really become re-aggravated until I hit 30. So like, that sucked, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's so funny. So when you messaged me earlier, they're like, I don't know. I'm going to see. Cause I got COVID and I was like, shit. I'm like, all right. I might have to call an audible. So I text David and I was like, David, if Pete can't go, do you want to <laughs> do this late? Like we did last night when we did the gaming show. I'm like, do you want to do this again? At like eight. And he's like, I might be able to do it at eight. He's like, I don't know. Like yesterday I just got off early because of Halloween. Don't know. Blah, blah. blah. I'm like, all right. Well, if you have to do it even later, we could, I could do that too. I'm like, I'll let you know. He's like, okay, cool. 
and then you text me you're like no i'm good and so i text him I'm like don't worry about it don't don't rush or nothing you're good like well you're gonna start at a regular time and he's like all right cool but i was like right i was like calling audibles dude i was like oh shit now when i got covid uh officially i think it was like at the end of 2020 so like it was mm. like prime time you're not working for two weeks baby that's what that was i did not get to go to work for two weeks uh and that was wild but like i think uh when dave and i were texting about it, he's like i'm like well pete works from home anyway so like i honestly don't think that much changes for him i'm like i think he kind of no. just will probably continue just to work and he's like damn that sucks I'm like, yeah it does yeah it, it does, does. It does from the standpoint of like, all right, someone who reports to me is like, hey, Pete, I can still work through this. Do you know how much of a a-hole I would look like if I'm like, no, nah, dude, I got it. So I'm going to message my boss. So I was like, it's like, dang it. Like, why did you do that to me? Uh, but no, and especially at the beginning of the month, like for me, there's a lot of like, like administrative stuff I have to do at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. So like today was going to be a busy day anyway. Um, so it just compounded to like, I wasn't feeling well on Tuesday. I'm like, all right, it's the end of the month. I don't have to like, this is the day I can conveniently be sick and take off. And then of course I wake up in the morning. I'm like, it's not better. It's just not better. So it's all right. That's my life now right now. That's my life. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, you said stay hydrated and remind me to get a happy day because it's got electrolytes. So I made sure I also am Dude. doing my part. Uh, as well as stay hydrated. Uh, we got a lot of sports stuff to get into, including what is going on with the Bears, uh, the rest of the NFL, and how awful the quarterback situation is. Uh, we'll bring up the funny text David sent us on the potential quarterback matchups from this week. That looks disgusting. College football playoffs, the World Series in full swing. There's already a major NBA trade and more. But before we do that, let me let you know where to find us. It's Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, it's at AmNationPod. Hit the follow button on all of those. Listen to the podcast on podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Make sure you're liking them, liking them share, and leave a review, all that good stuff. Five stars. We appreciate that uh, very much. We just did a gaming show up uh, yesterday. Myself, Joey, Mike, and David. That's out. Really good episode. We'll get into all the video game layoffs and stuff. So enjoy that episode. Uh, I think during the episode I mentioned how I'm sprinkling in like old episodes as we go since we're in that process of redoing everything. So like the Halloween episode did really good for whatever reason from three years ago. Shout out to that. But um, I think at one point I mentioned like putting up some of the old anime reviews and Mike texted me today on the side and was like, how about instead we just re-review these things like new you know, years later we redo them and I'm like, Oh, okay. So I won't post the old ones then like that. I'll just, that's fine. We'll just move forward. No big deal. Um, twitch.tv slash under black bulls where you find Dave, give him a follow and a sub. If you have Amazon prime, you do get a free Twitch gaming sub a month. So give it to undead black bull. And as I mentioned in the gaming episode as well, OG map from Fortnite returns this week. It actually returns Friday, November 3rd. So I know you're going to be jumping into Fortnite. And if you are, make sure you use that Epic Games content creator code AmNationPod to help support the show at no extra cost to you. Uh, let's get into some sports talk with James Harden. Traded the Clippers, Pete. Nice, dude. Nice. Uh didn't even get like a full two weeks into the season and james harden's already out in philly nice it's wild man it's wild we were talking uh pre-show about how um oh yeah we talked about it on the podcast last week with uh making a bet 
FanDuel and then being able to get like League Pass for three months. Um, I was able to do that. So, hey, now I can watch those late night Clipper games, um, you know, with James Harden. So that's what I can get. Um, I think somebody tweeted out, what was it? As soon as the deal went done, man, this team is going to win the 2017 NBA Finals. Um, and yeah, I, that's exactly my response. My response was exactly that. I was like, that is amazing. Whoever uh, tweeted that out, I don't know who that was. I don't know if it was like a, a sports analyst or whoever. Um, but yeah, this this team, I mean, I mean, what do we got? We got Kawhi, we got Russell, we got Harden. Uh, Paul George, like, wow. Um, I mean, this NBA fans, get your popcorn ready because uh, there's going to be some explosive stuff that comes out of this uh, Clippers locker room. Um, it should be great. Um, it's great for the NBA. Um, Philly, I'm very interested to see what Philly does. I mean, we've been talking about, like, you know, from a Bulls perspective, what the Bulls are going to do. Maybe this means uh, – I don't know. They get interested in, in trying to trade for maybe Zach Levine. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's something that gets dealt maybe early next year, maybe around the deadline, whatever it looks like. But if you think about it, I mean, with Philly, you got Embiid, who was the MVP last year. Um, they're going to need another piece, um, especially in the East, um, with Damian Lillard being in Milwaukee now. So that's what I'm taking out of this trade. I know the Clippers thing is going to be a disaster. Um, waiting to happen. I'm very interested to see what Philly kind of does to counteract this. Because, I mean, come on, we've been talking about this since, oh, God, maybe about like five, six months now uh, about him going to the Clippers. So it's finally done. I'm just interested to see what Philly does next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, NBA in full swing. There you go. Um, and also, sad news today, 83 years old, Bobby Knight, Coach Knight, passed away. Damn, dude. Damn. Sad, sad. Bobby Knight, legend, absolute legend. And, you know, respect the green machine for wearing the IU hat for Bobby. Yeah, I was sitting there getting ready to do the show, and I was like, oh, dude, I pulled it out. I don't wear my Indiana hat very often because ILL, you know what I mean? But I was like, you know what? Today's the day to do it. So rest in peace with the great Bobby Knight. Pete. The World Series is going on, and guess what, dude? The Rangers have won 10 straight road games this postseason. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can they make it 11 and win the World Series tonight? I don't know. They might be able to do it. Um, and it's crazy that they won yesterday in the dominant fashion. Well, maybe not dominant. I mean, Dimex made a comeback there. Um, yeah. But for them to put up as many runs as they did without Garcia, that was unbelievable. Their lineup's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Seager has been unreal um, here in the postseason, not only the postseason, but uh, the World Series as well. Um, so props to them. Diamondbacks have been a great story. I mean, they kind of rolled the dice there uh, yesterday, making it a bullpen game um, where you've got all these guys coming out of the pen, and if they're not, they're not having it as a night, that's really going to be a bummer for you. Um, and that really kind of derailed them. A um, couple guys just didn't have it. Um, and, I mean, the Rangers are you know sitting pretty here. Um, they're up 3-1 here in the series. Um, but, again, it's like what we talked about with pressure. Um, the Dimebacks were basically in a very similar situation with Philly, um, as were the Rangers were with Houston, where it's like they're up 3-1, opposite side or 3-2, and then they were going back home. So right. 
Dimex win this game. All of a sudden, momentum starts to change, and the Rangers have not played good at home. So I don't know what's going to happen um, tonight, but um, that would be cool. It would be cool if the Rangers won, though. It would be cool because they've never won. It would be cool. Uh, it'd be pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the World Series, it's it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. I think the reports came out about being the most, like, least watched World Series. What was it? Maybe of all time or, I don't know, up there. Are we surprised by that, people? Come on. No, we It's Arizona. It. It's Texas. Like, it's been good games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've mm-hmm. been good games. You had game one that was a walk-off. Yeah. Like in extra innings, that was pretty cool. Um, so it's not like the games have not been entertaining and they both have entertaining players. It's just they don't really I, have like the the icon. The icon. Well, I mean they don't have the logos. They just don't have I logos. mean, you know, the NBA, the NHL, baseball, they all have the same issue. Where like base basketball's probably a little bit more closer to the NFL in terms of like when the big championship game comes and like how the ratings do, right? But like mm-hmm. baseball and hockey in particular, very regional based, very much um if you don't have like certain cities or certain states in there like teams, you're just not going to get the numbers. You know what I mean? You just you're just yeah. not um you know, it's very, it's different than the Super Bowl where, like, it's one game and then everybody tunes in. It's just a big thing. Even if you don't even pay attention to football, you tune in. You know what I mean? So, very, very different. But um, baseball was going to have – I we said it last time. We're like, it was, this was going to be where it was at. Um, and we did mention last week on the show that there was a potential for the series to be ending as we did the show. So, here we are. We're – no, right there, dude. No. Might have it. I mean – Right now, up to the minute, bottom two, zero, zero. There we go. So nothing else has happened really so far. Zero, zero. We'll see. We'll see. And, you know, maybe I mean, we like, I mean, Dan, are you at this game? No, Dan, he's in Portland. James there. Oh, he's yeah, in Portland. Right. He's in Portland right now, I heard. Uh, oh, no. convenient. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's out there. Wow. Uh, I think him and his sister are out there together. So good. good for you, Dan. Good for you. You didn't want to be there and watch yeah, the good. Diamondbacks lose. I get it, bro. Yeah, Fairweather fan. They should. <laughs> they should have brought back the vest. Those blue, like those teal colored vests, dude. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god, they should go back to those colors in general. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is like with the phase of like all these teams trying to be like that maroon and then like black, and it's like you know that seems to be the color to do. Um, I like the colors that are more distinct. Like, yeah, I mean that purple that they had, mm. badass. Or like Go when they, they would uh, they would wear the all black jerseys with the gold like D for the Diamondback. So nice, dude. So yeah. cool, so cool. Bring it back. Like, hey, that's when you won a World Series. Okay, yeah. if they lose this game, maybe they should think about that. I know. I beg for the White Sox to bring the sleeveless vest back all the time, oh, all the time. They're so, so cool. cool. I know. They are the best. Then, I love those. What, what were the other teams that had it? Rockies had it. The Reds Pirates had it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The Reds had those kick-ass ones because they would wear the black underneath. Dude, sleeveless jerseys are the shit. Oh, absolutely. And then they always like remind you of like literally baseball. Yes, they like, do. That's what you know they remind you of too. And it's baseball just got away from it. So let's bring it mm. back. Fuckers. 
Yeah, I mean, bring it back. Uh, Pete, we had our first round of college football playoff rankings come out this week. Here are your top four. At number one, Ohio State. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Florida State. Those are your top four with Washington, Oregon, Texas, and Bama on the outside looking in. Um, Air Force made it at 25. Kind of crazy that Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas, those two lost teams made it above Air Force, who's still undefeated. But like, hey, you know what I mean? Whatever. At least they they made the top 25. Um, where we're at right now, Pete, what do you think about the, the, the four here of Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, uh, and then obviously Michigan dealing with their own things off the f- well, on the field, off the field. <laughs> Actually, just all over the stadium. Yeah, not Actually, great. That's not great. Deal with. Yeah, <laughs> all around the stadium. They're just hey, they're covering all their bases um, over that stadium right now. Um, but no, I mean these are probably the four best teams. You can make a really good argument for Washington right now. Um, I know we were talking pre-show that like. Maybe the Pac-12 screws itself. Um, you made a really good point about that. Hopefully that's not the case because the Pac-12 has been so good. And the Pac-12, like, this is the best season that they've had in so long. For them not to have a team in the playoff their last year and they were this good during most of the season would really suck. Um, but hey, people are going to say, well, why is Georgia not number one? We also kind of discussed it. I mean, Ohio State's. As much as like we on this podcast just do not like Ohio State, um, it makes sense from an unbiased opinion. Um, they've had the best like wins. They won at Notre Dame. Uh, they beat Penn State at home. Um, they have some good wins. They really do. Georgia really hasn't beaten too much too many teams. The hard part of their schedule is going to start to come up here, um, especially if they're probably going to be facing Alabama uh, in the SEC championship. Um, and then Michigan and Ohio State, you know, they're going to go head-to-head. That's going to kind of factor that in. Um, the thing that's going to be the discussion is if Florida State goes undefeated and Washington goes undefeated, I mean, who are we putting in? Ooh, um, all right. So <clears throat> I'm going to pull up Florida State schedule real quick. I know Washington's win, so uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty good on that. So Florida State right now. Uh, yeah. not the only ranked win is week one against LSU. Wow. Okay. Clemson was not ranked. Virginia Tech not ranked. Du- oh, they had a win against Duke. There you go. Duke was ranked at the time too. Um, what else? Florida at the end of the year, they're not ranked. Um, so yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, so, in a way, it's weird. Washington at five kind of controls their own destiny. Think about it. But if they go undefeated, they're probably going to leapfrog Florida State. Just based off the schedule. Because Washington is just going to have better ones. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of surprised based off of what Washington's done so far that they're not higher than Florida State. But, I don't know, maybe it's a brand thing or it's just Florida State. I'm not really sure, but, um, no, I think the rest of this, you know, really does make sense. Um, I mean, a team that's lurking, I hate to say it, is it Alabama? Uh, 
I mean, I hate to say it, but hey, if they went out. I think, so like the thing here is, what's upsetting is that like when you look at this, okay, to me, Oregon is one of the four best teams in the country, okay? Oregon is such a complete team, top to bottom. We really, what, you know, for me, what I'm really hoping for, and I got nothing against Washington. I really like Washington. I love what Michael Phoenix has done, uh, out, Michael Phoenix has done out there in uh, Washington. Awesome. But you got to look for, if they, could, if they stumble here at the end, they got a really tough schedule. But like you said, if they do win out, it's a great resume because then it's Oregon, it's USC, it's Utah, it's Oregon State. Like, wow. Yeah, it's very good. You know what I mean? At that point, you got to get, you got to put Washington in. But if they lose one of those and Oregon wins out, I, you know, you, you're going to put Oregon in, I think, over Alabama or Texas, right? I mean, poor Texas, dude. They're so close to being Texas. fully back, dude. So back. So close. so close to being back. Hey, next year, though, that top 12, they'd be really good. That 12-team yeah. playoff, they, they, feel, they feel really good. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Now, yeah. Pete, David doing his due diligence, dude. Doing his due diligence to make sure the podcast has breaking news. So from the Joliet patch, Pete, one of America's favorite actors, Bill Murray, might be in line to become the owner of the Joliet Slammers of the Frontier League. Another celebrity also made part of the new ownership with Murray, Mike Veek, who, if you don't know, is the son of the late owner, White Sox owner, uh, team owner, Bill Veek. Pete, they're going to have a meeting next week to approve the team sale. Bill Murray taking over the Slammers. You got roots with the Slammers. I do, man. I do. That would be phenomenal if uh, Bill Murray did that. Uh, that would be so much fun. Um, Bill Murray is such a funny guy. Um, yeah, to have him as a Slammers owner, that'd be awesome. That would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be great. Be great for, you know, the Slammers. I mean, you talk about notoriety. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Bill Murray. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pete. NFL came and went. And the theme of this week, week eight, was your quarterback is going to be hurt. Okay. So if you're a backup or a third string, you probably played this week. Okay? Pretty crazy. Um, do we want to go through all the games first, then the trade deadline stuff, or do I do trade deadline first? Ooh, God, that's actually a very good question. Um, do we go in, like, date order? So do we go through the games and then the deadline? Or I, mm, You know what? There wasn't too much for the deadline. Let's go deadline first. Okay, let's do it. All right, so first and foremost... The, the Washington Commanders decide to unload their defensive front, uh, the defensive ends here. So first, we have Chase Young traded to the who? Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers. Why the fuck not, dude? Nice. Awesome. Um, for a third round pick in 2024. G good deal for the, the Niners, dude. Good deal for... I mean, watch now. Watch Chase Young just turn it on, dude. I mean... Yes and no. I mean, like, I get it. Um, Chase Young, huge name. He has a huge name. When the, when the guy plays, he's good. I get it. I get it. I mean, there's a reason he was a second overall pick. Um, man, I wonder what kind of college team that would have been. Chase Young and, and Nick Bosa. wonder how good they would have been. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, 
Chase Young could be good when he's not the guy. Do I think he could be really good with the Niners? Yes. Do I think is, Chase Young is a premier guy as the number one pass rusher? No, I don't think so. Is he Javadian really Clowney 2.0? Because that's what it feels like to me. I think he might be. I, I, think, think, the, I think so. I feel yeah. like that's a really good comp, and it's not just because they both have super long hair or drafted like oh, one yeah, or no. two overall. No, I just um, nail it. You know what I mean? I, I think when you look at it, right, it's perfect because yeah. um, you're you're 100% right. Chase Young is much better when he doesn't have to be the guy. So that's why here yeah. in San Francisco, when you already have Nick Bosa, you've already got a good defensive line, you've got excellent yeah. linebackers, Chase Young's yeah. probably going to shine, right? And I know the Washington Commander fans are going to be like, son of a bitch, dude. But, like, um, we're going to get to Montez Sweat, who was also dealt, but, like, I know all those numbers came out afterwards because the Bears gave up a second compared to the Niners gave up a third, which if they do lose Chase Young, they actually are going to get the third back anyway because of compensation pick. So, like, it basically almost could have gave him up for nothing. Um, but the Montez Sweat thing, when you look at the stats, Montez Sweat's, Sweat's stats are way better, and he's played way more games, right? So he's actually the premier guy in Washington. It's just Chase Young is the name, right? So yep. now... I'm just going to do it now, I guess. Okay, so the Montez Sweat thing, the Bears give up a 2024 second-round pick because what we've learned in the Ryan Poles era is he doesn't give a shit about second-round picks, okay? He apparently (laughs) doesn't give two fucks about a second-round pick. Now, if you were a team like the 49ers or a team like the Eagles or a team like the Chiefs that are going to have a back-end second-round pick, I would agree with the Bears are probably going to have a top five second round pick just like last year with the with the chase claypool thing so it frustrates me in that sense now when the deal came through i said huh okay well you gotta extend them right i actually assumed that ryan poles had already that planned out come today and yesterday, no, not today, find out they didn't have a framework for a new extension done yet. They're just kind of rolling with it. They're just going to see what happens. How the fuck do you, as a two-win organization, think, you know what? You know what? Think we better give up a second-round pick to go get a guy for a rental for half a season, and we're not playing for shit anyway. It's good time. It's a good time, because he's going to fit, fit our head coach's defense that we don't even know if he's going to be around at the end of the year. Fuck me, dude. I still now again, I will say this. If yeah. the Bears do extend Montez Sweat, like that actually goes down, I'm all good with it. Yeah. All good with the deal. Yeah. I honestly don't mind giving up a second round pick for him. It's cool. You know what I mean? Because I think his value will be better than Chase Claypool's when we look at it in the long run of how that went down. Yeah. But like if yeah. you don't extend, if you if Montez Sweat walks jobs need to be on the line like it is such a terrible like the way they're going about things would be so terrible i got a lot more to get into with the bears but like just on this specific move so, yeah, yeah what are we doing um and i'm not trying to defend ryan bulls whatsoever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, trust mm-hmm. me i'm not but i'm thinking what his thought process might have been and i don't know if this is correct but this is the only logical thing I can think of. You trade for a guy right now, yep. and you basically see if you like him. 
you kind of go on a few dates. That's what you're doing with Montez Sweat right now. Do you want to shell him that kind of money um, here in this offseason? Because clearly the Bears have a ton of cap space this next year. So it's like, do we want to invest in this guy? Do we want to see this guy for six or seven games? Do we want to see, is he going to be a cornerstone part of this locker? And that has got to be the only thinking that he has right now. Because you are 100% correct, though, where it's like, you make a deal like this, where the Bears, yes, are probably going to have a second-round pick that's near the front of the draft. 35 right now. If at the end of the day, it'd be pick 35. Yeah. Like, and that's basically a late first-rounder. That's literally what that is. Um, Yeah. So that is the only thing that I could even come up with why they made this deal. That is the only thing, is they just want to see him before they invest in him. That is my only thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're 100% right, though. If they don't, like, invest in this guy, but then, I don't know, maybe, like, he doesn't have a great year and they save themselves 20-something million dollars that they might have to pay to this guy down the road for the next four or five years. Maybe they do that. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, it is very, like, strange because usually, you know, the ones that are making these deals, we just talked about it with Chase Young, the Niners are going all in. The Bears aren't. No. The Bears are like, hey, we're trying to retool. We're trying to reevaluate this roster, and they're the ones who make the move like this. But, I mean, they got the best pass rusher on the on the market. They did. And we'll see how he plays. But, yeah, there is a lot of questions there at Hallis Hall. But, I mean, isn't that normal? Yeah. Always, dude. Always. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, if they extend sweat and everything works out, it's a good deal. Yeah. It's a deal that you look at and you say, we're going into a draft where there actually isn't a ton of edge talent, like like game-changing yeah. edge talent, which the Bears desperately need. And if Montez Sweat can fit that mold, this is a great move for the Chicago Bears. It's just right now, looking through the lenses right now, it does not look good, and it's very head-scratching. Um, like I said, we'll see how it goes. I think what added to it was Chase Young getting dealt for a third. And it just like sprinkled <laughs> on top of for Bears fans to be like, what? What now again, don't get me wrong, I would take sweat over young. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it definitely made you think like, okay. Now the issue is not gonna be money. The Bears do have money, but again, we're gonna get into the issues with Bears and money in a little bit. First, the Vikings, they lose Kirk Cousins, which we'll get, you know, that was upsetting, but they did find a new quarterback. So many names got tossed around beginning of this week after Kirk Cousins went down. Uh one of them that was my favorite was Big Ben. And I think <laughs> BK had the best comment where he's like, he couldn't throw it like five yards downfield at the end of his career. Like, did a year off like change that? Like, is it like his elbow just like great again? Like, I'm so confused on why that's being entertained. I was as well. But they found Joshua Dobbs from Arizona. They get they get Joshua Dobbs and a seventh round pick this year, and they gave a sixth round pick. Go ahead, dude. Serviceable, serviceable guy. To get to, we're going to get into what Minnesota does later with what they're going to try to do with Kirk Cousins now. It's going to be really interesting. But, like, just to kind of finish the year, you're four and four. So, like, the problem with, with this was, it, with the Vikings, was, like, everybody was like, oh, hey, they could kind of finish off and tank now. But, like, they've already won too many games. They've already won too many yeah. to actually, like, be in a prime time position for a new quarterback. They're also in a weird spot, though, because... Yeah, they're in the middle part of the NFL. And also, the NFC stinks. The NFC yeah. kind of stinks. Like, 
this is probably going to be a playoff team. Like, once Josh Dobbs, like, figures it out and knows the offense, which, like, the guy, wasn't he, like, a rocket scientist or an yeah. astronaut or something? I don't know. The, the kid's, like, super smart. Um, so he'll figure out the offense. Um, and he'll do a serviceable job because this team is probably a playoff team. I mean, they probably are. Um, but they're at the point where, like, Justin Jefferson is up for a new contract. Like, and not saying Josh Dobbs is the final, like, answer maybe to their quarterback, you know, you know, question that they do have. Obviously, with Kirk with the torn Achilles, like, are you bringing him back? I don't know. They might because, I mean, hey, we're looking at a receiver in Vegas uh, that isn't really too happy um, having a really bad quarterback situation. But, of course, you know, that's what he wanted. So he kind of decided that on his own. But the Vikings are in a weird situation with Jefferson because Jefferson is going to be probably paid as the highest receiver ever. So he's probably going to be paid that. And what does that offense look like? What does that team look like? I don't know. They're trying to retool the defense. It's it's a weird – I don't equate it to the Bulls, but they are, like, in the middle. They are yeah. in the middle, and it's – I think like we might have said that. I, I think we've probably said that in the podcast. Like, it's weird where, like, if they wanted to tank, they didn't need to beat the Niners. That as soon as they beat the Niners, everything kind of changed, I guess, for their season, really. If you think about it. Like, as soon as that happened, like, if they were, like, 2-5, and five, like, if they're in a spot, like, where Green Bay is, if they're 2-5, and five, then they're like, all right, well, probably tank. We don't need yeah. Josh Dobbs. But as soon as they beat the Niners and then, yeah, beating Green Bay this past weekend, they're 4-4, and four, you're looking at the NFC, I mean, they probably can make the playoffs. It's really hard probably to say to your fans, like, all right, we're going to mail it in. So, yeah. And also, they got Dobbs for, like, nothing. That was such a good deal, you know, for them to do it. So you might as well. Arizona right? gave up more to get Dobbs than the, than the Vikings did. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. Um, so now the Cardinals, Clayton Toon's going to play until Kyler Murray's ready. But this does tell me, I think, from the Cardinals' perspective, that, like, Kyler's almost ready. And they're ready to roll. So mm-hmm. that's going to be really interesting when he comes back. Yeah. It's going to be a weird team. Yeah. Weird team, weird situation out there in Arizona. Yep. And then we stick with the NFC West making trades as well. Seattle Seahawks, they get Leonard Williams from the Giants, who get a 2024 second, a 2025 fifth. Great deal, I think, for the Giants. They need the need to have a lot of holes, a lot of issues for the Giants. All right, we saw that. Not good. Not a good football team. Um, and they get rid of Leonard Williams, who they just weren't going to pay anyway. So this is a good this is a good move for them. And I think for the Seahawks, listen, they're in first place now after the San Francisco's lost three in a row. So that's a win now move for a team that's in a win now position right now. Weird. It's weird. Um but yeah, Seattle's I mean Seattle's super good. Uh this is a good move by them. Their defense has already been playing well. Um I mean they got one of the bigger games of the weekend uh that coming up here against Baltimore. Um but yeah, I mean, this is a really good deal by Seattle. Absolutely. Um, and that was pretty much it for the trade deadline on Tuesday. All right, that was all the deals that made. Everything else kind of happened prior, right? The Kevin Bird, buyer trade to the Eagles, the Van Jefferson trade, all that stuff. That all happened prior, so that was pretty much it. Oh, and then uh, the Packers made a deal as well. The Packers traded uh, Douglas, correct? Yeah, Rasul Douglas to, uh, to Buffalo. That kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Packers GM talked today, and he was like, 
Yeah, we were really weren't looking to deal anyone. Then Buffalo called us a couple days ago, and I don't know, it just kind of worked out. And I was like, all right, well, that was one of the few locker room guys that I really respected and liked. So, yeah, so that's where we're at. So that's that's where we're at. Hey, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's great. There we are. Both teams just, you know, I mean, I just love that we're just both just dwindling there at the bottom of the NFC North, just like, yep. And honestly, to truth be told, it's what everybody thought was going to happen anyway, right? The fun yep. pick, the fun pick for a lot of people in the NFL media was the Packers to surprise everybody, right? That was the fun pick, but everybody realistically, we knew the Bears and Packers were going to be at the bottom, right? They're just, they're not, neither team is built to win right now. It is what it is, right? Yep. Um, let's see. Did we? Oh man, I hate that we all took the Vikings over eight and a half. That is unfortunate. We we're on the right track, though. For what? Oh, For eight over under. Yeah, yeah. We all went over or under. We all went over. Oh, I like the Vikings over eight and a half. Still? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. oh absolutely. All right. All right, hold on. Vikings schedule. I'm gonna pull this up. You know it's crazy too. As I'm looking at this, I realize BK never made his picks. Oh, screw him. He's out of it. Yeah, look at him. Not uh, man. All right, shit. All right, so this week they might lose to Atlanta. Right. So we're just gonna go through the Vikings schedule real quick here. All right, might lose to Atlanta just because Dobbs probably isn't gonna play. Saints at home, I like them. Denver at Denver. Hmm. All right, that's a loss. Bears at home. All right, so we got two wins. It's six. Raiders at home, or at Raiders. I like that as a win. We got three wins. Cincinnati, at Cincinnati, that's a loss. Detroit at home. I'm going to say they win that game. Packers win, and then they lose at Detroit. So probably got about four or five wins. All right. They could do it. Five can do it. do it. Five will do it. We'll see. Um, yeah. Let's get to the games. So the Bills beat Tampa uh, on Thursday night last week, and we were a Stefan Diggs touchdown away, dude, from the AM Nation parlay cashing. We are right there. I so liked close, that dude. one last week. That was a good one. I wasn't going. That was I hit on that one. I didn't. I didn't do the Diggs thing. I that's didn't do why. Yeah, that's <laughs> why, dude. Didn't do that one. Um, but no, the Josh Allen thing, the Josh Allen rushing, I was like, hell yeah. He had after like he the, first that, like, the first drive. Yes, dude. He had like 23 like, yards yes. on the first drive. I was like, oh my God, let's go. I was so worried because the second part that I had, or no, that second, it was like third or fourth. I think we had part of it um, where it was Bill's money line, right? Yeah. That's what we had last week. Oh my God, dude, that Hail Mary. Oh, so dirt. I was like, as I'm going to bed, I was like, oh, nice. Everything else hit. All I have is Bill's money line. Let's go. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then as it's going in the air, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> um, and then at that point, I'm like, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was nerve-wracking. That was nerve-wracking. But, hey, the Bills escaped. They got a win. They needed it badly. Bills needed that one bad. Did you uh did you see my six leg parlay I hit this past week or this on, on Monday? I did, man. Congrats yeah, to you on that. Dude. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Kay Adams from FanDuel. She had put up, I think she put Detroit money line, Celtics money line, uh, the Chris Krieger for the Rangers goal, and Cattell Marte to get a hit. And I was like, let me just mix it up and spice it up a little bit. 
So I added the Sam Laporta touchdown and the Gibbs over 25 and a half receiving yards. And God damn, wow. I was sweating that Chris Krieger goal, though, dude. Sweating. He scored wow. it. He scored it like 14 minutes into the final period. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Sweating. Wow. Can't say how many times I actually watched a New York Rangers Winnipeg Jets game, but that was one. Yeah, I mean, just sweating. Gotta love gambling, right? I love that. I was like, ah, I was so happy. I was like, I finally got a dub. That's what mattered. But yeah, we were so close. Buffalo, though, they beat a really bad Tampa Bay team. Baker's not very good, right? It just, it is what it is, you know? So good for them. Um, The Vikings do beat the Green Bay Packers, but at what cost? Kirk Cousins late in the game, tears his Achilles. I don't know what's going on with Achilles right now, guys. But it's not good. Um, unfortunately for Kirk versus like Rodgers and Dobbins, is he tore it really late into the season. So now what happens is Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, there is going to be a decision that needs to be made here. Right? You mentioned Jefferson's contract's coming up, they're gonna have to pay him. Is Kirk who, you know, everything you see, this team, the locker room, the fans the community, they love Kirk Cousins, dude. They really, really do. And I think, you know, I know we give we give the Vikings shit all the time because we just don't like Minnesota, but, like, yeah, cause they got... They, yeah, exactly. But they got a guy in Kirk Cousins. And, I, you know, I think the Netflix series yeah. um, really helped a lot of people and it could kind of be him become endearing to people. And mm-hmm. um, I'm so interested now in what Minnesota does, right? Do they sign Kirk to, like, a, you know, a cheaper deal? You know, because it's going to be really hard for Kirk Cousins to get, like, starter money. You're going to be paying this guy to start week one, and we don't know if he's going to be ready by week one. But, I mean, I, I mean, He's know. not I mean, smoking if... all that shit that Rodgers is. You know what I mean, dude? He's a good <laughs> old dude, wholesome I mean, boy. Hey, we, we saw from the Netflix series, the dude knows how to make sure his body is right. right? That's true. Kirk Cousins. He knows what he's doing. And also... Like, it's so weird how technology and, like, everything's, like, so different. Like, it used to be, like, oh, you tore your Achilles. Like, you're done. Like, you are absolutely done. And also, a guy like Kirk Cousins, though, like, yes, I mean, you still have to plant. And that's, like, a huge part of, obviously, being a quarterback, setting yourself up, you know, delivering the ball. Um, But, I mean, Kirk's 35 right now. Right. He could probably still play for a couple more years. Realistically. And also, I just talked about it. The NFC is not very good. And if you're this Minnesota team, like, you're really young on defense. You still have Daniil Hunter, who they didn't trade at the deadline, who is a free agent. That's a good point. So, I don't know if what they do is maybe they sign Kirk to a, a bigger deal, but it's only like two or three years. That would be the smart thing to do in the NFC. And then you figure the heck out jefferson and hunter's contract if i'm a vikings fan that's what i want because you don't want to go down the avenue you just said it that they're not going to have one of those top picks probably in the draft uh to draft one of these maybe young quarterbacks um so i i think they just have to keep kirk and, and kirk was i mean he was leading the league in touchdown passes kirk I mean, cousins because, well yeah i was gonna say kirk cousins yeah. like having a like a career year for him we're like, yeah, he was playing good, even in like games where they lost, like he didn't play bad. 
Like he was really yeah. playing really, really good top and, 10 quarterback kind of things. And uh, that sucks that that happened to him this year. hundred percent. And even last year he played well, even though we give him crap, mm-hmm. like even last year he played super well. Um, and this offense is super explosive. I mean, we saw Jordan Addison. We saw, you know, obviously with Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson's really good. And, uh, you know, K.J. Osborne as a third receiver. I mean, Cam they Akers. explosive guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they've got explosive guys. <laughs> yeah, Cam Akers. <laughs> Alexander Madison, like, <laughs> the guy averages, like, maybe 2.8 yards of carry. But you know what? He'll get 18 carries for you in fantasy. Um but um, no, back to my point though with Kirk. They have to keep him. They have to keep him. I think he probably wants to stay in Minnesota too. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's a match made in heaven. I think he should just stay there. Um, that's outside of being, you know, as a Packer fan. As a Packer fan, I hope that he doesn't stay in Minnesota and go somewhere else because uh, I don't want to see him anymore because, you know, Kirk is actually good. Uh, I mean, he carved up the Packers defense. There on Sunday, um, which not hard to do, but um, yeah, I, I, I think going into the season, I thought Kirk was going to be done here. I thought, it, but now that I think about it, the way he's played, especially in Kevin O'Connell's offense, which he has had the last two years, and he was like one of his offense coaches, and there in Washington, I think he stays. And um, yeah, I think the Vikings, I think the Vikings have to go kind of all, not go all in, but. You know, don't rebuild yet. The NFC is too wide open. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you got the Lions, but you don't really know what the Bears and Packers are going to do. And speaking of that, I know Gutekus had his uh, meeting today, and some Packers fans I saw were reacting a little bit like they didn't really like some of his comments um, addressing the Jordan Love thing. I know, it's you know, you got to kind of read the tea. You read the tea leaves there. Um, Yeah. But, again, as I saw the score and, like, kind of watched some of the stuff from this game, Everything that was kind of playing over my head was you saying, hey, this is a really young team. And Jordan Love just, he's the quarterback right now in a situation where everybody's also young around him. So he's kind of screwed either way. He's very much screwed. I mean, like, all right, we can we can date back to what the Packers are in for a situation back to 2020. We can, we can go back to there because, like, the chance that the Packers had to win a Super Bowl was three or four years ago. That's when it was. It realistically was when they got poo-pooed by the Niners in the NFC title game, um, and they made the decision to go after Jordan Love. That's when this franchise changed. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love was the wrong pick because who knows? Maybe Jordan Love's going to be good. He might be good, and maybe it, it turns out and it's fine. But, like, at that time, you had – well, Aaron wasn't playing his best football that he's played. I mean, he plays MVP year the next year. Yeah, he went back, back like, after that, but yeah. Yeah, so like you had a veteran kind of led team and you went with kind of a younger nucleus at the time. You know, you went with Jordan Love, you went with A.J. Dillon, you went with another, all these other kind of younger pieces, and that was the changing of the guard. And they were trying to retool – while also winning at the same time. Yeah. And they kind of half-assed both of them, and that doesn't equal a full ass. <laughs> so, like, because you brought some of Aaron's guys that he wanted, 
Like you, like you brought in Cobb, you brought in Mercedes Lewis, like you brought in these veterans, but then also you could have gotten Odell. Like I think if the Packers got Odell after, before the Rams did, I think they win that Super Bowl. I, I think I really do believe that they beat the Niners if they had Odell because they needed another weapon. Um, but they didn't want to go for it. They didn't want to go for it. They didn't want to go all in. Um, and this is where it's a situation where they kind of screwed themselves on the rest of the roster because, yes, you can say, okay, Rodgers got to sit for three years and watch Brett, and it was just a lot easier for him because, like, he got to, you know, kind of sit, digest, you know, kind of figure things out. Yeah. Jordan was able to do that with Rodgers, but also the team that he took over is a lot right, different than right, the team right. that Jordan Love took over. Yeah. I mean, let's look Let's look at the receiving core that Aaron Rodgers started with. We're talking Greg Jennings. We're talking James Jones. We're talking Jordy Nelson. We're talking Donald Driver. We're talking Jermichael Finley at tight end. Like, that team was loaded. And guess what they did the, the year after they won the Super Bowl? They drafted Randall Cobb. So that offensive unit was absolutely loaded. Right now, he is dealing with Christian Watson, second year. Romeo Dobbs, second year. An offensive line that besides Bakhtiari, who's not even playing, is an absolute travesty, like right now. Um, it's not good. They didn't set him up for success. Um, I'm not blaming this all on Jordan um, because when I'm watching these games, like I see stuff with him. I, I see the potential that Jordan Love has. Um, but, yeah, he's just not set up for, for success right now. And for, you know, Goody's comments to say that, like, I don't know, some things on ESPN were like, oh, well, the next 10 games we'll just judge to see if Jordan Love's the guy. He didn't really say that. He just basically said, like, these next 10 games are important for Jordan's growth, which obviously they are. I mean, like, why would they not be? And also, why is he going to say, all right, Jordan's our guy, and say the Packers don't win another game this year, and they have, like, the second or third pick, and Drake May is available, and they take Drake May. Right. Like, like, I mean, what's the guy supposed to say right now? So, they – I mean, they didn't really set up Matt for success. Um, it's funny because I mentioned this to Molly, too, because I was talking, like, where the Packers, like, entire offense, they have one guy, Aaron Jones, that's not on a rookie contract besides Bakhtiari. It's Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Aaron Jones. Everyone else is on a rookie contract. Um, but she made the point. She's like, well, the Guardians, you know, made the playoffs last year. Like, you know, why do you think it, that was? And I was like, you know Why? Because Tito's a great manager. That's why. Tito's an unbelievable manager. Um, and I'm not saying that they should fire Matt LaFleur, but it's looking real tough right now when you got a young team and you don't have 12 as the player coach on the field. Well, looks a little different offensively. Let's talk about, you know, look at New England, right? Number 12 ain't there. And it's yeah. looking a little bit different for Coach Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. So, you know, let's put that out there. So, Yeah. yeah. You're, you're right. I, I, I mean, there was a lot of – Well, no, what I was just going to say real quick, just about the Packers thing, is um, I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers covered a lot of what was wrong with this Packers football team. Um, 
the last few years. It was a lot of hero ball with those two just dominating a lot of defenses. Um, and then all of a sudden they got to like, you know, good defenses like the Niners and they get exposed because um, they're able to, to handle those guys. So um, I think they just needed more weapons at the time. They just didn't get it. Um, and they were at a crossroads. And all the Packer fans out there, and I don't know who might be thinking this, they might be saying, oh, see, this is why we should have kept Rodgers. This would have been would have been way worse of a situation if they would have kept Rodgers because Rodgers this entire time would be so pissed the entire time because yeah. he would – see, I, I kind of respect Jordan Love because Jordan Love has not outright said, this is not my fault, which – Actually, it might not be his fault because most of the receivers, no idea what they're doing, and also blocking, Jesus Christ, and some of the run plays that the Packers have where the linemen are definitely doing the wrong thing. Um, but he hasn't called him out. Rodgers probably would. Probably. I mean, got wrong people running the wrong routes. And this goes back to – hold on. I know you're going to say something. What are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to bring up, like – I commended Justin Fields early in the year for, you know, his call out of the Bears coaching staff. So, like, it's like either way, right? Like, I mean, if it's yeah. if it's deservedly so, I would like mm-hmm. if Jordan Love would have came out and been like, I I don't know, man. I feel like some of the play calls is a little off. Like, I just don't feel yeah. comfortable being me right now. I probably would have just been like, hey, been there. I understand that, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Young quarterback in the NFC North doesn't feel like he's getting coached right. That's fucking crazy. Never heard of that. That's nuts. Yeah, that's what? Um, but, like, you're, I, I think you're 100% right where you said, like, I, the people that are talking about, like, oh, well, Rodgers got to sit. The fact that what Rodgers took over versus what Love is taking over is a big difference. But, again, great point, too. Like, Coots wasn't going to come out and say, yeah, he's our guy. Because, like, you're right. What if the, the Packers lose out? I mean, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude. Like, and what are those quarterbacks are sitting there waiting for him? I'd be kind of silly not to take one of those guys over over uh, Jordan Love if you truly believe that like you just yep. restart a rookie contract again and you mm-hmm. go out there and you try to just build around it. But I mean, great, you know, the Packers did this thing where, like you said, they didn't really, it's shit or get off the pot, dude. Like you had one mm-hmm. foot in the water to say yep. we're going to rebuild and one foot out saying we want to compete. And they just could not figure it out. And that's why they're in the situation they're in. Hundred percent. And when you don't when you don't hit on a lot of these draft picks, like you get screwed. Like you honestly, you know, kind of get screwed here. And like, there's some diamonds in the rough that they just messed up on. Um, you know, from that perspective. And I think the last point that I want to bring up, just you know, Packers, just so we can like move on. But um, like people were giving like Rogers crap about you know bringing back Randall Cobb and you know bringing back like all these other guys. Um, and like, it goes back to, I think Roger said this. He might have said this on McAfee. He probably did. Um, where he's talking about how, like, he can play with guys that might not be as athletically, like, strong as others. But guys that, like, know where they're supposed to be and smart football players, he can figure that out. So I'm wondering, and I'm not calling anyone out on the Packers offense. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, any of those guys. I'm not trying to. What I'm saying is, like, some of the youth and the athletic ability might be great on paper. It might look great in, you know, workouts. But when you put them on the field and they're right there where they got to make a quick decision, 
you kind of like having your veterans, and the Packers kind of screwed Jordan Love by not provide him, providing him with just any one dude, right now. one just veteran one. wideout just probably would have helped him so much. Like Adam Thielen would have been an excellent yeah, addition. He does not have a safety blanket at all. Like that, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Carolina almost set up Bryce Young better. Like it's sad to kind of say that. Um, oh well, yeah. But, I mean, look at—they gave him a line that was already better, right, than the Packers line. Yeah. Um, Adam Thielen as a veteran guy to come in there to while wow, the rest of that wide receiver group that they got rid of DJ Moore is really young and still trying to find yeah. them their way. Um, you know, Miles Sanders hasn't been very good, but like whatever. The the, the Adam Thielen move is like mm-hmm. perfect. You need that. I mean, yes. honestly, like with Fields getting DJ Moore. That's a little bit more of an upscale because he's, you know, on a higher level than Adam Thielen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a big deal. We saw it with what yes. was happening with Fields before was, like, bad because you're just like, he has mm-hmm. nobody. Um, and now yeah. you give them a guy. You need to give – if you're going to have a young quarterback take over, you have to give them somebody that's their safety option. Because 100%. when you don't have that, it puts the – like, in the situations we're in, right? Some of the some of the passes love throws, you're just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's all right, man. I'll continue to watch. Continue to watch and just, yeah. you know, yeah. be pissed about it. It's fine. Same. You know what I mean? I had to stop watching yeah. the White Sox because I was so pissed. But I'll keep watching the Bears, though, for whatever reason. <laughs> it's not as many times. That's why. Yeah, it doesn't feel so egregious every time. But it's starting to get that yeah. way. Um, cool. Let's get it. Philly survives Washington. Again, Philly just like, again, a weird division game, too. Right, we know that's going to happen, but I don't know. I'm going to get into my top five later, and we can talk Philly more. But like, okay, uh, Dallas, hey, they showed up. The Rams did not. Wow, that was a blowout. That was messy. I think I was able to turn that game off very quickly. Yeah, that was insane. Um, we were watching this at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on Sunday because that was the only way I could watch the Packers game and. Um, yeah, the Dallas game was like right next to it. Wow. Wow. Was that insane? Dallas at home though. Really good football team. Yeah. I think they've won like 10 or 11 straight at home, but yeah, that defense on that turf, Oof. they're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Will Levis shows up, rocks it for the Titans. Um, I made a lot of comments after I watched Will Levis play in that first preseason game for the Bears. And I was like, ooh, that guy, I don't really like him very much. Uh, fooled me. Pretty good. Pretty good. The, the, what was it, the third one? Was the, it was the one to, uh, it wasn't a D-hop, it was to the other receiver. The one where he rolls to the right and he just drops the bucket. Yeah. Like, the left corner. Oh my God, what a throw by Will Levis. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, also, the jerseys are cool. And yeah. I will say this, and I know that it's been talked about in the media. The Titans should not be allowed to wear those uniforms. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be allowed to. Like, they literally took the team away. That's just weird. That's like that's like the Ravens having a throwback of the Browns jerseys and just putting them on. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, they look cool, though. So the Texans should be able to wear them. But Titans, eh, looks too weird. It is weird. Uh, we had a lot of cool throwback jerseys this week. Uh, the Jets and Giants, 
That was a game. That was wow. a game. The Giants finished with negative nine passing yards. Uh, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. So the Illini legend, Tommy DeVito, comes in and not good. Can't throw a, for- a forward pass, Pete. He did have more fancy points, though, than Patrick Mahomes this weekend. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I I love it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, the Dolphins, they rolled, they rolled Patriots. The Dolphins love to go down like two scores to start the game to give you a chance. And then they just step mm-hmm. on your neck. They, and they like to do it at home. They like to do it at home. They like to give, uh, give themselves a challenge at home. It's like, Oh, we're going to be down two two touchdowns. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to come back. Yeah. yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. Great time. That, that, that Dolphins offense, dude. Whoo. Explosive. We get to see it in Germany this, uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, Panthers winless no more, Pete. Bryce Young gets his first win in the NFL. It's impressive. It's impressive. Um, Molly does for her work. She does a weekly pick them. Um, and she had Carolina and I told her Houston and she went with Houston. So I told her that she should retire from asking me for picks because I have no idea what I'm doing. To be so, fair, I also uh, would have said Houston. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, who would have picked Carolina? Um, but I don't know. She had a good feeling. So, uh, but no, props to the, props to the Panthers. Um, they got the first win. Um, no uh, winless teams in the NFL, so it's big. That's right. Um, the Saints beat the Colts. That game, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the Saints. Still, I still don't feel good about them. Yeah, I, that was weird, though, because the Saints kind of looked explosive yeah. in that game. Derek Carr started kind of slinging around. Um, he's probably getting healthier, uh, which is good for him. But, hey, I think I think it's the Colts, though, that just play in all fun games. I, I think they're the ultimate fun team for the NFL. Like, um, they're, they're probably not going to end up with a great record, but they're going to play some entertaining games. So good for the Colts. And they should. You know why? Because they got Minshew. Of course they're going to play in entertaining games. Yeah, absolutely. Minshew mania, baby. Um, the Jags beat up on the Steelers. That game looked kind of rough in the beginning. Uh, Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Questionable now for third tomorrow night with a rib injury. Um, the Jags heard everybody talking. Heard them all talking and said, hey, nah. Nah, we're going to we're gonna take this one. Um, again, the Steelers' offense just isn't good. And unfortunately, we had to see Mitch Trubisky again, and he also was not good. Yeah, not great. Um, but yeah, props to the Jags. Undefeated on the road. It's weird. Undefeated on the road. So good for the Jags. Uh, good for them. Uh, they played really well, especially in not great weather there in yeah. Pittsburgh. So that kind of showed me a lot there with, with Jacksonville. So Doug Peterson, he's done a great job there with the Jags. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot uh, the Jags picked up Ezra Cleveland, right, from uh, Minnesota this week and during the trade deadline mm-hmm. as well. It sure up that interior offensive line. So good deal for them as well keep trevor lawrence upright um for the first time since alex smith versus peyton manning the broncos have beat the chiefs pete what the shit dude what is going on see i don't i don't feel that bad the packers lost the broncos now or the or, bears dude or the bears now see? yeah not that bad um i think this is where it's coming into um division game um, and they also played them tough a few weeks ago in Kansas City. Like, they really did. Um, 
I know you put this in the notes, and I know we talked about it, like, in our uh, group chat. Mahomes not feeling well prior to the game either. He didn't look really look right the entire game. Um, but I think Sean Payton's starting to instill kind of his his type of team into there. Um, we're starting to figure it out. Um, yeah, they are definitely different than the team that gave up 70 to the Dolphins um, here at the beginning of the season. Team's playing a lot better now. Uh, Denver's starting to fly around. So uh, makes me feel a little bit better that the Packers lost to him. So that's what I took out of this game. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, dude. What about losing to, losing to the Broncos? Not that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, so the thing with this is that I just, man, every week, I mean, I get it. Mahomes, you know, was sick and we didn't get Michael Jordan flu game. All right. We got like not good. Um, I just don't know, man. I don't know. I know I had the Chiefs as my number one team, my top five last week going into this game. And then I immediately had to move them. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not good. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the Chiefs are, dude. I honestly don't know. This is such a weird year in the NFL. There is just not a real dominant dog right now. It's weird. And like, I guess from the Chiefs' perspective, it's. I mean, if you can take away Kelsey, like this still isn't the same like Chiefs team. Um, Pacheco didn't really have a good game either. Um, so, I mean. I'm not too worried if I'm the Chiefs right now. I think they'll figure it out. Um, and if, if they struggle again this week against Miami, maybe I'll start to get a little bit more worried. But um, it's almost like a New England situation, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like when New England was super good, they would struggle kind of in the middle of the season. Be like, oh, God, is the dynasty done? Like they look really bad. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, it's like December and they're starting to turn it on. So, no. That's true, too. Ravens, they've been one of the teams looking pretty good. They continue winning. Uh, good for the Ravens. They, both sides of the ball look real good for them right now. They look solid. They look solid. I mean, this looks like potential Super Bowl team. They really do. I mean, they look really good offensively, defensively. Uh, here right now, Lamar's playing well. So I'm sure BK has got to be ecstatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he – I hope he is. Um, the Bengals – Hand the Niners their third loss in a row, dude. And in a fashion where the Bengals boat raced them. And Joe Burrow coming out of the bye looks really good, looks healthy again. Like, whatever happened that first month of the season, whew, don't worry about it because the Bengals are rolling. They are rolling. And that calf must have been bad for him because yeah. he looks like a completely different quarterback. Um, speaking of BK, I'm sure BK's pissed about that because he thinks Joe Burrow's overrated. But I Crazy. feel like he just says it because he has to. Yeah. I think, uh, I I think, think that if really Joe smart. Burrow was in the NFC, he wouldn't say shit. No, he'd probably like him. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably, probably like yeah, Joe dude, that's Joe Cool. That's Joe Burr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he would say that. Um, but, no, this was impressive. This was impressive. Um, but the Kyle Shanahan stat is unbelievable. Um, so, in games... Was it in games in the fourth quarter? If his teams are down by eight p- points, he's zero and thirty-seven. Yes, yes, dude. That tells you a certain thing about the way the Kyle Shanahan teams operate. Right? They have to be bl- whooping you up. They got to be beating your ass because if it's yeah. a close game, the Niners are screwed. 
and that's crazy to me. Um, wow. They have been exposed these last three weeks. Now, you know, not having Debo Samuel, obviously that's a big thing. Brock Purdy coming off of a concussion. Don't know how right he still was going into this game, but like when you are forced, the Niners have a real easy, simple offense that philosophy, right? They got to be able to beach down, running the football, and have a good lead. So Brock Purdy then has the time and not any pressure on him, you know, mentally to try and make a comeback or you know in a tight ball game, right? That's when he makes mistakes. When he has a good lead, he obviously looks really good. He can slice and dice the defenses up. So reality is kind of set in, I think, for the 49ers. I still think they're a really good team, but three losses in a row. This bye week came at a really good time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they got to get healthy. That's their big thing. Um, and also for the Kyle Shanahan stat, when his team is trailing by three-plus points entering the fourth quarter, he's 1-31. in 31. Like, that that's is your- unbelievable. That's your man crush, dude. It is. That is my man crush. Like, I would love for this guy to be my head coach, but not like in the fourth quarter when we're trailing. <laughs> not not at that point. Hell no. Um, yeah, so that's wild. Um, so I guess it's really easy to live bet then. So that's that's what we got to think about, dude. Yeah, yeah. So next Niners game, if they're down by eight plus in the fourth quarter, which doesn't really happen that much, but if they're down three plus in the fourth quarter, Live bet it. Yeah. Live bet it. Yeah. Fade Good that. Call. Good call. Good call. I like that. Um, Seahawks yeah. hang on. They beat the Cleveland Browns. Now they're first place in the NFC West. Nice. Crazy. And it was, I mean, I was, you know, obviously, you know, cheering for the Browns, whatever. Um, but Seahawks weren't going to lose with those throwbacks on. Come on. Let's be honest. No way they were going to lose with those throwbacks on. They should go back to those. Those like royal blue jerseys are phenomenal. They should go back to those. Absolutely. Uh, David texted us about the Arizona Rangers game, and I'm looking at it, and we are. It's still got it. It's still going. Still going. Yeah, okay, thing's still yep. going. Yep, thing we don't is still talk going. About it. No, we don't want to talk about it, but the thing is still going. Uh, okay. And then. Uh, you know what? I'm going to jump to Monday night before I get to Sunday night because it's all going to tie in together here. Uh, the Lions yeah. beat up on the Raiders and basically forced the Raiders just to clean house. Nice. Yep. Josh McDaniels, gone. Offense coordinator, gone. Jimmy Garoppolo, benched. Devontae Adams, stuck there. Yikes. Uh, well, all right. Before we get into the whole Raiders situation, um, supposedly the Jets... You know, called about Devontae. Yeah, I heard they tried um, hard. Yeah, for the Rodgers thing. Think about that in the offseason, though. That might happen in the offseason. Things might get moved. Things might happen. Who knows? Um, but, wow. They got absolutely embarrassed by the Lions on Monday night. That looked really bad. Hey, if you want to fire your coat this. Why did we not say Josh McDaniels was going to be the first to go? That should have been the easiest one. Like. I think we were we so obs- we were so obsessed that we hate Brandon Staley so much that that's yeah. why it clouded our vision clearly. It did because um, the tea leaves were definitely there that he was supposed to be going. Um, but yeah, I mean, props to the Lions. I mean, the Lions probably should have won by more uh, if not for like that pick six that Goff threw. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the Lions are electric. They're electric right now. Um, and the Raiders are absolute dumpster fire. Absolute dumpster. Like, I feel bad for Devontae, but then I also, at the same time, don't. Because, like, dude, you went to the Raiders. Like, you picked this. Like, I know you sure. want to be with Derek Carr, but you did this. Like, yeah. you did it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You, um, you kind of chose this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing, too, with the Lions, we talked about before the show, you don't have to keep putting the Bears and Packers on primetime right now, dude. You don't have to do it. No. But you can keep putting the Lions on primetime because they're fun. Yeah. They deserve they this, dude. This was so cool that the Lions are getting primetime games and they're like performing really well during the primetime yeah. games. Like it's super fun for them. So shout out to the Lions, dude. They're a good team. Dan Campbell's just you talk about a coach, like you got Kyle Shanahan. I want Dan Campbell as my coach because he just fires you up. He does. He does. Um, God, I would love to have a coach like that. I would love it, dude. My coach is a piece of shit, which let's get into right now. The Bears get to play Sunday Night Football, and oh my God, you guessed it. They get destroyed and embarrassed on national TV. What? Yet again. Uh, the Chargers, I don't have actually a lot to say about the game itself, right? Chargers defense looked really good against a, a bad Bears offense. Ty, uh, Tyson Bajan, the reality set in, everybody. The Bayesian invasion has come to an end very quickly. Uh, he's going to play this week against the Saints because Fields is still nursing that thumb. Um, here's where I get a little upset. Okay. One, I don't like Chris Collinsworth, bro. I don't. Right? Chris Collinsworth, during this broadcast, um, they were, like, publicly, like, trying to make the argument that like fields could learn some things from Tyson Bajan and like kind of like ripping in the fields a little bit. Who's like hurt, right? He's got that thumb injury and it's like, what are we doing? So in less span of 96 ish hours, around a hundred hours. Okay. This is what's happened with the Chicago bears. Pete, they're blown out by the Chargers on national TV. There's speculation that the bears brass fed criticism to the NBC announcers about Justin Fields, who was injured and didn't play in the game, which was then repeated on the broadcast. Matt Eberflus doesn't rule out Fields for the Saints game, but says Tyson Bajan is starting. Now, we rip the Browns for weeks on how they handled the Deshaun Watson thing. They just put him on IR. Why didn't you just put Fields on IR, dude? You knew, if you knew it was going to be this bad, just put him on IR, right? Just get the four weeks out of the way, and we move on. Okay. Like, it would have made so much more sense to just do that. Because yeah. it takes away all the, the conversation of, like, is Justin playing this week? Is he not playing? Yeah. It wouldn't take care of all that. Especially, like, from, like, Fields' perspective, too. Like, I mean, it's a young quarterback. Like. Who obviously already doesn't gonna... feel super comfortable with the coaching staff. Yes. And how much is going to, like, change from week to week? Like, just put him on IR and reevaluate it. That's yeah. what they should have done. Yeah, you're Especially not like winning so early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the Bears then allow Jalen Johnson to seek a trade after lowballing their best defensive player on extension. But they don't end up trading him, and now he won't listen to extension talks until he's a free agent. Um, they didn't trade the second round pick, which we mentioned of Montez Sweat, without having a framework for an extension in place. Uh, later, uh, revealing that the best the best they could do is quote make an effort okay and then to sprinkle it all top we already know the bears coaching staff had issues in-house earlier with the defense coordinator having to resign 
Running backs coach David Walker is fired after repeated HR violations. The second HR involved firing this season. It's a goddamn embarrassment, dude. The McCaskies, Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren. You should all be fucking embarrassed. Matt Eberflus. What the fuck are we doing? Jesus Christ, guys. I mean, absolute anarchy. Matt Eberflus then the day talked about how they have a good culture. Fuck you. You are just the worst coach in Bears history. We are looking at him. Right there in the face, dude. Right there. And Ryan Poles today comes out, and they thank God somebody asked it. They're like, what makes you confident with Matt Eberflus still? And, you know, he goes, well, you guys, you know, what I see of, you know, behind closed doors and how he operates with his team and through adversity, but God damn, dude. Like, I get it. It's his, it's his first head coach hiring, so, like, he kind of has to, like, hype him up. But, like, this is a joke. This is awful. Absolutely awful. And if, like I mentioned earlier, like if they, they handle this Montez sweat shit wrong. And then the Ryan Poles, like, dude, at some point, you got to spend the money and pay for the premium positions. Okay? Cornerback in the NFL is a premium position. You have a guy in Jalen Johnson, a top corner in the league. Just pay him. What are we doing? Just pay him. Right? Like, it blows my mind. You know, the thing with the framework of the deal for the extension, right? Pete, you mentioned, you know, you're not defending polls necessarily, but you're like, you know, maybe they just want to see how he plays out. Okay. Okay. You know, it's just, again, the second round pick seems very high to do that. But, like, I get what you're saying. Yes. So, we could we could kind of, like, you know, okay, fine. But, like, now another HR violation with the coaching staff. So, what is Matt Eberfuss doing, dude? Somebody picked these coaches. Somebody hired these coaches, right? Somebody's got to answer. This is absolutely ridiculous at this point for the Chicago Bears. Just an absolute embarrassment um, on the field and off at this point. Yeah, it's not been great. It's not been great. Um, and, I mean, we'll see what happens like by the end of this year. But, like, if you're the Bears, I mean, what, what they – did in the offseason you were just looking to see improvement and then there has not been much improvement and it's been worse in terms of like this coaching staff and how things are wrong so i mean that i feel like as a bears fan you're like most concerned with but yeah everything you mentioned i mean it's just just troubling just troubling um to what they've you know kind of seen here so um and Eberflus, i usually like to give a coach like three years Kind of figure it out, but I don't know. The way it's going, end of this year, be rough. Rough to try to keep him. What's he got? Like four wins? Five wins? It's not good. It's not good at all. So, um, if I'm the Bears, there's just no way, dude. I just, I don't see how you can do it. You know, uh, the defense hasn't looked better. Um, which is, you know, what he was there, you know, as a defensive head coach. And it, like I said, a lot of coaching issues, staff issues, a lot of just player personnel issues. Like, you gotta, you gotta cut this, gotta cut this, the cut and bait at this point. Um, but yeah, it's a damn shame out there in uh, 
Chicago. Pete, <clears throat> Thursday night football is upon us. We get the Titans and the Steelers. Again, we don't know if Kenny Pickett's playing. I know he's questionable right now. I know he said he wants to play. We're going to find out uh, later on. What do you like for this game, dude? Uh, there's a couple things I like. Um, one of them, I do like the Jalen Warren over 25 and a half rushing yards. Okay. He's hit that in like most of his games. Like it's been like four or five in the last six. He's hit that. So I like that. Um, and I like D hop over three and a half receptions. All right. So D hop receptions. I gotta, gotta put these in here real quick while we, while we do this here. Um, let's see. And I'm looking at FanDuel now while you're looking that up. Um, yeah. They do have Pickett basically for passing props. And he said he's basically going to play. Right. If he does, I really like Kenny Pickett interception. <laughs> I hate that we can never combine that in. I just hate that they don't let you say oh, me yeah, a part can, of that. Can we? Yes. Yeah, we can. They, they never let us, dude. Um, Dang it. I want to do that so bad. Damn. <clears throat> Okay, so so far what we've got is Jalen Warren and Hopkins. We think a Hopkins touchdown. What what are the odds at for him? Plus two twenty. Plus two twenty. Wow. Hmm. I kind of do like it. Yeah. Let's see if we throw that in. It does make the parlay just a little bit nicer. Um, do you like a Pickens touchdown? George Pickens? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. I like a random George Pickens touchdown. That's not bad. Especially in primetime. I think I think in primetime he'll score one. Um, definitely not Deontay Johnson. Or will it be Deontay Johnson? Is this finally the time where he gets in the end zone? I feel like the first time in like two years. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh. Like I don't think he's he's been in the end zone since week seventeen of like twenty twenty one. Oh my god, that is bad. Wow. Yeah. Um, so if we did go with Hopkins plus uh, over three and a half, Warren over twenty five and a half, uh, Hopkins touchdown, Pickens touchdown, it's about plus fifteen hundred, dude. So ten bucks wins you one hundred and fifty. Not bad. Not bad. Remember, remember Fanduel always does your uh, your uh, no sweat no Thursday night bet. So. Let's get it, dude. Let's win a let's win one, huh? Let's do it. All right, good. I'm gonna place them up, place my bet. I I left a little bit of money in there to do that, so we'll do that. Get that dub. Nice. Yeah, had to do it for the team. Um, all right. Let's talk about my top five and bottom five. All right, my top five last week were the Chiefs, Eagles, Sam Fran, Ravens, and Jags. Now after eight weeks of the season, we are at number one. Another new number one, Pete. The Eagles, they won. Chiefs and San Fran didn't. So that's kind of where that came down to. Don't feel confident about any of it. Um, at number two, I'm still going to put the Chiefs. I'm just going to chalk that up to a weird game against the Broncos. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. You know what I mean? But I'm going to put them at two. At three, BK's Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I'm buying in. I didn't want to make them number one because I don't want to curse them. Like, I've been cursing these number one teams lately. But the Ravens, man, pretty good. Pretty solid both sides of the ball. Lamar's actually played really good this year. 
um, you know, MVP type numbers at some points. Uh, so I like the Ravens right now. At number four, listen, it's the team with the longest win streak in the NFL. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've played really good, five in a row. This team's awesome. They're going into the bye week. I really want to see how they come out of this bye week. Hopefully, they don't cool off. Um, but they've been playing pretty good football, man. They went to London. They come back, and boom, they're rolling. Um, and at number five, San Francisco. Yeah, I really want to put Detroit above them. But I'm going to keep San Francisco right there because I do think San Francisco is a better team. But, man, that doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good after losing three in a row. So those are my top five. Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, San Fran. I think it's good. I think it's good. I, I think it's a solid top five. Um, maybe the number one team they did say. Maybe they do lose this weekend. Who knows? Um, but... No, I think overall, I think it's really good. Ravens obviously moving up uh, makes sense. In Jacksonville, yeah, Jacksonville's been super impressive um, here so far. So, yeah, props to the Jags. Um, beginning of the year, they were kind of eh, but yeah, they started to turn around. So, good for the Jags. Yeah. And uh, my bottom five teams, worst team in the NFL, hey, they got a win, but guess what? You still only uh, give the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Panthers right now um, with the Arizona Cardinals right there with them. You know what I mean? Those teams are not good. And I know Clayton Toon's going to be playing this week, so it's not going to be good for Arizona. So maybe Panthers can move up a little bit. Um, and we start to get back to what we thought reality was going to be, which is Arizona being the worst team in the NFL. But um, we'll see. Uh, so there's Arizona at two. Number three, Chicago Bears. Um, like I mentioned in my rant a little bit ago, uh, terrible on the field and off the field you know what i mean that's just a bad bad situation so uh i gotta give it to the bears there as the third worst team mostly too because the broncos beat the chiefs so they're the fourth worst team in the nfl um they did beat the chiefs though so that's pretty cool i still am not 100 percent sure that sean payton is like in on russell wilson i think it's just like they're just kind of getting by but russell wilson is just not the sean payton quarterback just not he doesn't fit that mold like he wants him to but there's that. And then my fifth worst team last week, it was a tie between the giants and Patriots this week. It's a tie between the giants and the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders could wow. solidify themselves here as a really bad team. Um, and the giants, Hey man, shout out to Tommy D, but like shit, dude, that team sucks. That team, what's like, that team's just like depressing to watch. <laughs> like, the giants are just like depressing. Like they try to watch that. It's just like, Ugh. Like, <laughs> you imagine being a Giants fan, like, last year and being like, oh, Saquon, Danny Dimes, like, you know, we got Brian Dayball, like, everything's changing. Look at this. We just got Darren Waller. Like, we're so good. And, like, they're just, ugh. I mean, their entire se season has been, like, ugh, the entire time. I mean, that's really what it's been. I mean, yeah. it started off that, like, opening night against Dallas. That was a terrible game, and that's seriously been their season. Yeah, like Giants have been bad this year. Absolutely, and I feel bad for America because one of the Monday night games in December is Green Bay at the Giants. That's gonna be bad. That's gonna be a bad one. I'm telling oh, you yeah, that. yeah, that's actually really bad. Like I, I, yeah. I feel bad as well. I, 
oh man like yeah. i've gotten to the point now where like i'm really comfortable with just turning off primetime games and they're bad like I, I truthfully just don't care anymore uh so like the bears for instance on sunday night i knew right off the rip i was like oh yeah that's bad and i just focused on something else i just did something else i was like i don't need to give myself that type of negativity yeah i don't need that you know what i mean sundays are supposed to be a break from the negativity right so gross so yeah those are my five worst teams dude panthers cardinals bears broncos and a tie for the giants and raiders gross um pete let's get to our nfl weekly picks last week um everybody besides you and i had a pretty good week everybody but us pete had a pretty good week um so right now bk in the lead still po- starting to pull away a little bit there at 27 points uh nick right behind him at 24 you and david tied at 23 and here i am at 19 Woof. Woof. yeah it is bad for me so far real bad um this week let's start off with a little bit of germany a little bit of a europe game miami versus kansas city kansas city favored by a point and a half poor america getting robbed of this game not being a primetime game yeah yeah this is uh this is kind of a robbery you know you know what i've already said this before i'm kind of sick of the overseas games i'm sick of it um do you hate the overseas games the way that bk hates thursday games um no i'm not at that point but i'm starting to let's just say i've dipped my toe in it i've Mm. dipped my toe i have not gone into the pool yet but Mm. my toes are in there Mm. for me getting kind of sick of them because like they were cool when there was like one or two of them but now you've given me like five or six wait over it yeah you're just done with it you're like this sucks exactly and especially like Two really good teams in Miami and Kansas City. Like, I'm going to have to figure out, like, myself here early in the morning. Um, Thankfully, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I believe, with the time change, thankfully we get an hour back here at sleep. So that's kind of nice. So So we get that. Let's see. What time does this game start uh, here? It's going to be, I think, 8.30 your time. Okay. So it will really feel like 9.30 my time because of the hour. So. Honestly, that's not so bad. I, I might be awake for that. Yeah. Yeah, so then for me, it's going to be super late. I mean, we're talking 1030. So I'll be good. I'll be fine. Whatever. But um, nobody cares about, like, my plans for the morning. Um, but give me Kansas City. Give me Kansas City in this game. Big bounce back. Um, yeah. Miami has not beaten a team over 500 since September of last year. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out if David remember that after he said that in the chat because David did pick Miami. I'm going Kansas City because I remembered that stat. So I'm going to go Kansas City here in a bounce back overseas. But again, I don't think this would shock me if for some reason like Miami just goes off. You know what I mean? Because if it does become a high-scoring affair, Kansas City might be screwed. Might be screwed here. They might be. But is this, like, is this a game where like if Kansas City... Or no, if Miami kind of stinks and doesn't play well, are they frauds? Mm. I think we could start to say that. I think we could start to say that. Let's see if we have to cross that bridge next week, right? We're going to find out. Yeah. Um, This is a big fraud game. It is. And what's going to make me really upset is I wake up early and this game's a pooper. Oh, dude, you know it's going to be a shitty game. I'll be upset, bro. Uh, Do we know know Miami already got to Germany, right? I think so. So did Kansas City get to? Did Kansas City get there? I I think I think Kansas City's getting there later. 
Mm, hold on. Now we got now see now this is gonna change how we do things here. Hold on. Do you think that's why Vegas only has us at one and a half? Yeah. Because they know. Yeah, I think so. Uh let's see if they got it on here. They fly out mm. Thursday. Oh god, they're not even there yet. Hmm. I'm gonna go Kansas City, but I'm gonna book that book, book that in my brain that this is what will fuck me. <laughs> this is where you bet Miami first half. Ooh, good call. There you okay. go. Nice. I like that. Uh, and then we got Washington versus New England. New England favored by three and a half. Pete, who you got? I feel awful doing this. I've done this before and gotten burned multiple times, but I'm just going to keep doing it. Uh, give me New England. <laughs> um, Washington, to me, like they just had a fire sale, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to be big for the locker room, and I could see this as a big like Sam Howell like three interception game. Um, so give me New England here. New England played kind of frisky last week against Miami. They did. They played yeah. kind of frisky. They really did. Um, Josh McDaniels hasn't shown up yet in New England again yet, so I'm going to go Washington. But as soon as he shows up, though, he'll turn it around. Yeah. He's, he's just meant won't. to go back home, dude. He's just <laughs> meant to do that. You know what I mean? Put, yeah, put it on that New England visor. Do it's, it. it's going to be cool. He's going to get there. New England's going to draft Drake May, and it's going to be a whole new thing. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good time. Yep. Then America's screwed. And America suffers again. Yeah, dark times, of course. Uh, Josh Dobbs in Minnesota versus Atlanta with Taylor Heineke. Atlanta fair by four and a half. And I got to tell you, Pete, one, I don't know, like, is Josh Dobbs even going to start this week? Two, I think it's going to be Jaron Hall. So I'm going Taylor Heineke in the in the Falcons. Yeah, I, I am as well. Um, Josh Dobbs, I would rather have Josh Dobbs start and fly learn minnesota's playbook on saturday night then have hall start um if i'm minnesota so because they're not starting josh dobbs give me atlanta yeah yeah absolutely um then we've got the giants versus the raiders you know how bad the giants have to be after everything that just happened with the raiders for the raiders to still be favorited by a point and a half beat it's unbelievable I love their coach, though. Antonio Pierce? Yeah. Like, you're talking about throwback. That guy don't give a shit. All right? Like, he will go after you. Yeah. Um, so, and he's doing this against the Giants, his first game. Oh, my God. Give me the Vegas Raiders big time. When they were talking about, like, him being the head coach or whatever, he's like, yeah, I grew up. I was from Compton. We were the L.A. Uh, Raiders at the time. I bleed silver and black. I was like, dude. Show me a wall. I'm going to run through this. Give me Antonio Pierce and the Raiders to beat the Giants. Uh, let's Especially, see. wait, is uh, is Daniel Jones supposed to be back too? We don't know. We don't know. It could oh, be Tommy. God. It could be Honestly, Tommy. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It could be Tommy DeVito, buddy. That's tough. That God. is tough. Um, real quick. David sent us a uh, tweet earlier. So it is it is supposed to be Daniel Jones, right? I think it is. I think you're right. I think it is supposed yeah. to be Daniel Jones. So the potential matchups this week are Daniel Jones versus Aiden O'Connell. Uh, prob- it's not going to be Josh Dobbs. So it's probably going to be Jaron Hall versus Taylor Heineke. Clayton Toon versus P.J. Walker. Hell yeah. Sam Howell versus Mac Jones. Brett Ripien versus Jordan Love. Let's go. <laughs> Tyler Bajan versus Derek Carr. And Will Levis versus Kenny Pickett. 
<laughs> this is going to be one of the worst weeks I've ever had to watch from a quarterback perspective. That means BK's going to love it. He's going to love every bit of it. He is. Because he's a sicko. I wonder if he is a sicko. I wonder how many, how many, if I could bet on how many defensive touchdowns will happen this week. Oh, dude. It's whew, nasty. Um, I don't think I made my pick. I'll go Raiders too, right? Tony Pierce takes over and immediately says, Jimmy G, you're sitting the fuck down, buddy. Here comes rookie Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. He's coming in. Um, that's cool. I mean, Jimmy, I think there's more to it, though, too, because of Jimmy's injury and stuff. Like, they're also just benching him to save themselves from having to pay, like, more money down the road. The Raiders have, like, $80 million tied up in head coaches. So, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to run a franchise, but that feels like a thing the Bears would have done. So, this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Just kidding. The Bears would have yeah. never played a head coach that much money. I'm just kidding. Exactly. I was, yes. <laughs> was going to say, come on, Ryan. They're not doing that. <laughs> Come on, dude, you're funny. <laughs> I know, I know. Whoopsies. Um, and then we get a rematch of the um, just wild, terrifying game last year. Um, Bills versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by a point and a half. Uh, the amount of times that they mentioned the DeMar Hamlin uh, hit and everything, probably going to be wild. I'm sure Chris Collinsworth and Mike Trico will talk about it a fuckload. Um, but there we are. Who you take, Buffalo or Cincy? Give me Cincinnati in this game. Um, they're the better team. Cincinnati's been playing really well recently. Um, Buffalo off of kind of a mini bye week, though. And Josh you know, Allen's hurt. Thursday night. What? Josh Allen's hurt. Shoulders hurt. That, too. Um, I do like, and I know we talked about um, a little bit with the deadline, I do like the Rasul Douglas uh, pickup uh, there for Buffalo. Solid corner. Um, I think he should do really well with Buffalo's defense. Um but also Leonard Fournette. That was yeah. also a really big pickup. Um, and it was funny because were, were we talking about on the podcast where we were talking about Buffalo and just the toughness? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get Fournette and the guy, I don't know if you saw him in practice, and this just sounds weird saying this out loud, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Like he had a practice jersey on, then he had his like tight shorts on. Yeah. And like he's he's playing in like 30 degree weather. I'm sorry. To me, tough guy, toughness. dude. I love that. I think that's what the Bills need. Um, I know, like, some people on ESPN were like, all right, there's a reason why playoff Lenny didn't sign anywhere. He's not very good anymore. I don't know. I think Fournette's still got a lot in the tank. Um, and also, he doesn't have to play that many snaps. Like, he's not really the number one running back, really, for the team. Right. So, I think that's going to be a big part. It's funny. I'm talking all about the Bills and how I think this these are, you know, some good pickups that they're going to do fine. But I like Cincinnati in this game. Cincinnati's played really well. Their defense has played a lot better. Um Played super well last week at San Francisco. Um, this this is where I think the Bengals start to hum. This is where the Bengals start to hum. Um, but I am so excited for this game. This should be such a good football game. Yeah, I hope this is a really good football game. Um, I really think that uh, Cincinnati is going to win this one. I think Buffalo, they did address some things, which is awesome, but they still didn't get another weapon on the outside for Josh Allen. Um, I do love that Dalton Kincaid is really kind of starting to ascend. Right, which mm -hmm. is what we're all waiting for. Um, this is awesome. I love that. Um, watch him suck this week because I don't have Darren Waller, so I have to play Dalton Kincaid and watch him be terrible. And like, you know, that frustrates me a little bit. Uh, but I'm gonna go Cincinnati too. I, I agree with you. I think they're a better team. They're playing really strong right now, um, and they've just they've looked good on both sides of the ball. So I'll go Cincinnati here. Bonus pick, Pete. Who you got? 
God, you ran off. Well, David's, you know, great tweet that he had that he shared in our group chat um, <laughs> about like the quarterbacks. You talk about the games trying to pick some of these that I feel confident in. Oh my God. Um, not many great ones, but I have to go just based off of one of the quarterback plays that you did talk about. Give me the Browns minus seven and a half at home against Arizona this week. And I really think it's because I think Deshaun's going to play. I do think Deshaun's going to play. He did practice today. Uh Oh, um, I'm not sure if he was a full participant or limited. He did practice. Even with that, I like the Browns. I think the defense might score a touchdown in this game. I might bet it, the touchdown from the defense from the Browns here in this game. Um, give me seven and a half at home. They really That was a heartbreaker that they lost to Seattle. Um, I feel like they should take care of business against uh, Arizona here. Give me the Ravens. Five and a half favorites at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. I know the Seahawks are running. They're rolling. Um, but they've also kind of like, you know, have looked a little tough against, you know, some bad teams. But um, – the Ravens are really good. The Ravens are really, really good on both sides of the ball. I do think it's going to be interesting to see how Lamar looks against a secondary in Seattle that's actually been playing really well. Um, I hope they feed Gus Bus some more. He's really starting to take, you know, start to take off a little bit. Um, so we're going to see how this goes. So I'm going to, I'm going to go Ravens here, favored by five and a half. And Pete, the thing is over. The Rangers have gotten hits, and they're leading one nothing in the seventh. I know. I just saw that. That was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Thanks for the update, though. That was a, that was a good update. Also, I was going to say, I've not said this on the podcast. I don't think the entire year. West Coast team traveling to East Coast time. One o'clock local kick. Something to think about. And those are both the games that we did pick. So, we're thinkers. I That's love that. Weather Man Pete is back, baby. Woo! And, and oh, hold on. Um, oh, I almost forgot to say the stat. Um, oh, God, I should have picked the Rams this week against the Packers. The Packers have lost nine straight years on the weekend of the time change. Oh, my God. Are you nine for real? Nine straight years. Yes. Do I take the Rams in my Survivor League? I, I would think about it, dude. It would be 10 straight years that the Packers have lost. Yeah, but no is, no Stafford, no Kyron Williams. I don't know. It's just, I, hey, dude, I'm, I'm just throwing you stats. Like, you can do what you want with them, but that's what's happened the last nine years. It's on the weekends that there's been daylight savings. The Packers have lost that weekend. That's crazy. I think I'm taking the Saints. I think I'm taking the Saints over the Bears, but like that's crazy. Not insane. Wow. There's probably nobody gonna be picking the Rams out of them. No, like, probably, probably no one picking the Rams. Damn. Mm. Especially traveling to Lambeau. Like, yeah. Mm. That is tough. Damn. All right. That's something to think something about, to think everybody. About. Something yeah. to think about, everybody, when you're building your parlays this weekend. Something to think about. Yep. Um, anything else for it, Pete, before we wrap this up? No, I don't think so, man. It's a good yeah. show. It's a good show. Uh, way to, way to power through it, buddy. COVID and all. Thanks, man. Proud of you. Proud of you. Uh, let's see. Who, oh, did David just text me? It was bonus money. What was? Oh, oh, he picked text. He picked the Rangers to win in world series in July, dude. David did. Wow. With bonus money. 
wait now, well, what's he gonna win if they win yeah now we're now we're, we're on hold here for the end of the podcast i, I text them uh how much wow let's see if he answers i was gonna say to. i have a ranger future but i wasn't gonna say it until they won because i have a parlay of something oh whoa. well he's texting right now so we're gonna yeah. he, five bucks he put down but like how much does he win he gets like a hundred bucks not bad not bad not bad that's good hopefully they win so like we didn't jinx it you know what i mean that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool hopefully yeah. hopefully hopefully they do <laughs> like, otherwise if, if, sorry if, if we if we didn't sorry david yeah sorry sorry uh anyways make sure you follow the show on twitter instagram and tiktok it's at am nation pod uh find the podcast on podcast platforms such as spotify and apple Podcasts, and more just search amalgamation nation check out the newest episodes leave a five-star review we appreciate that share all that good stuff also youtube.com slash amnation pod you can hit the sub button there too we appreciate it twitch.tv slash undead black bulls where you find david streaming when he's back make sure you give him a follow and a sub if you have amazon prime you do get a free twitch gaming sub month so give it to undead black bull and as i mentioned at the top of the show Fortnite's OG map comes back this Friday, so get on there. And if you're playing, make sure you use that content creator code AMNationPod to help support the show at no extra cost to you. Until next time, everybody, have a great week, and you stay breezy.